So you slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's. And if you need to snooze, we'd much rather you did it at home in your warm, comfortable bed than in our pews. And you can always catch up with the sermon later, right here on the Sunday Morning Sleep-In Podcast. You're still going to miss out on things that we think are pretty important about being the church, which is being together, hanging out intergenerationally and whatnot. Uh, We get a lot of support and encouragement from each other. We hear good music. We uh, we get to hang out with the kids. And we eat cookies. We cannot give you cookies through a podcast, but we will give you what we can. I'm Susan Foster. And I'm Chris Marshall. And we are United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts or homiletical harbingers of a, a fantastic new age. We're your average pastors, helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. We started this podcast, so if you're away from home or working or coaching your kids' synchronized swimming team or just sleeping in, you can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on Sunday. So whatever day it is when you're listening to this, pop in your earphones or put us on your car stereo. Crank it. Crank it. And receive this with an open mind and an open heart. And a quick note, we don't really care if you agree with us or not. Normally we try and make that sound nice, but today I'm not going to. We don't care. Think your own thoughts. We hope that you think good ones and that as you consider whatever we're talking about today, you will experience the mysterious loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. Father's Day was yesterday. How'd it go at your church, Chris? Um, it was great. We didn't have that many kids in church. I think fathers were grilling at home. Yeah, we and had of some course, of the same thing. Catching up with the podcast That's later. later. Uh huh. Wink, yeah. wink, wink, wink. <laughs> I don't so, know. I, you know, Father's Day was interesting. What about yeah. for you? It was. It was fine. We we uh, we gave out little packets of um, microwave popcorn with a little notice a note that said that you're the best pop. Oh my goodness. That's cute. sickeningly adorable. Yeah, but it was really adorable because a lot of the dads were like, popcorn! <laughs> they got excited about the popcorn. Yeah, so. I have recently discovered the joys of stovetop popcorn. I have a device and everything. Alton Brown would be so disappointed in me because it's a one-use kind of thing. But it is a pretty fantastic device. It's a pretty fantastic device. And stovetop popcorn tastes so much better than microwave. Yeah. But I find that I don't want to clean the pan very often. So microwave is still in heavy rotation in my house. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I preached a text on yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, took, I did the Genesis text. Okay. And as um, this is year A and we're moving through Genesis and the story of the beginnings of things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but this is the, the, this is the Genesis story about Abraham receiving the guests and Sarah laughing. Oh yes, Sarah laughing. So I didn't favorite. I didn't do any of the you know, this is this is dad's day, so let's talk about Abraham as a father. Uh-huh. So just You, you didn't know. sing the song with the knees and nose and knees and toes? No. Did okay. not. Did not. I'm did disappointed not. in so. you. So briefly the story is is that Abraham and Sarah have had this covenant with God that they're gonna be the parents of of a of of a nation. Mm-hmm. And yet Sarah has never given birth. And she's super old. And she's super old. And they've taken matters, you know, they've, they've, uh, Abraham has had a son with, with the maid mm-hmm. and uh, Ishmael. And, um, so that's, that's happening sort of in the background. Yeah. But, um, Abraham is, is resting and, and considering things in the heat of the day under a tree. And he is visited by the Lord in the form of three, three men who he welcomes and gives beverages and strangely tells Sarah how to make the cake. 
It's very weird. It's very strange. But it's hospitality culture, it's hospitality right? Culture. So like we're setting right. down the Yep. The, if we're going to be people who are wandering in the desert, it's important for us to take care of each other. So yeah. if you if you meet a stranger, you're going to take care of them. Right. So it's just an example and maybe, of that. Maybe he had a fantasy to be on the Great British Baking Show. So maybe. He maybe. knew that there was just the right... He's Paul Hollywood. You know, there's, the a, there's, a, there's a good plan. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, and then these three men, one of them says to Abraham, you know, where's your wife? And he says, she's over there. And the guy says, well, when we come back next year... She's going to have a baby. And Sarah laughs. Yeah. Right. This is a simple message. Sarah's eavesdropping. Sarah's eavesdropping. And she probably would, right? Like, you'd want to get the news. Well, and really, how soundproof can a tent be? <laughs> not at all. Not, not anyway, really. and then um, the, additionally, they the, 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 the lectionary gives us the whole, yes, and she had the baby and named it Isaac. And anyway. So... I want to ask you a question. This is where I started. Oh, I asked the question, do you remember what you wanted to be when you were a little kid? Yeah. What did you want to be, Chris? I wanted to be a veterinarian. Uh-huh. I was, a- I was, I picked out my truck. <laughs> I knew what kind of truck I was going to drive. I knew what my first horse would be named. Oh, wow. I wanted to be a large animal vet, um, but I also wanted to work on dogs <laughs> because dogs are the best animal in the world. I just don't want to deal with cats and lizards and birds and stuff like that. They're all stupid. <laughs> Horses, cows, and dogs. And um, yeah, and I had my whole plan and I didn't change that plan until high school. I know people usually imagine more than one thing for themselves when they're a kid. Hmm, Just the one thing. Yeah. And in high school, they put us on career tracks, Uh you know, uh and so you would take all the science classes in eighth grade. Uh, they take you to the high school and you tour the area and veterinarians fall into the agricultural area and the medical area, but they didn't have anything medical to show us. So they took us out to the campus where like adults would do get their GED and mm-hmm. stuff. And so it was like there were a bunch of really sketchy people hanging out. <laughs> and the people that were on the same track, they all wanted to be veterinarians as well. Uh-huh. And they all annoyed the crap out of me. <laughs> I think I remember you telling and me I, this. And I was like, man, I am not going to spend the next 12 years in school with these fools. <laughs> and so I changed my track totally. Like just that one moment and that was enough to <laughs> be like, I do not want to hang out with these jerks. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. How about you? What do you want to be? Um, I I wasn't very clear. I you know I'm not a um, I, you know I thought maybe a teacher. I thought maybe an engineer, interior decorator. Interior decorator, you'd be good at that. Yeah, but I you know I don't. Not can't that draw. you wouldn't be a great engineer. <laughs> so um, none of it like none of it like really like caught my you know like long-term interest and so I went to college thinking I wanted to be a doctor oh so that's right and then biology and biology so um but I figured out pretty quickly that I wasn't going to spend the next 12 years of my life studying that either so I you know I talked to folks about you know maybe whatever it is you wanted to be right maybe you wanted to be like your dad or your grandpa or your mom or or maybe it was this thing you were in love with that you wanted to do right horses um and (laughs) This is the season of preschool graduations. Well, it's the season of all graduations, right? Do they do they tell you what they want to be when they grow up? So sometimes, not at our preschool because we don't do a graduation. But uh, but you, that's you see probably it, wise. Yeah. It, um, but you see it on <laughs> like you see it like it, it comes up on like Facebook and stuff. Like uh-huh. what are the kind of the crazy things? Let's be real. Can... It comes up on Pinterest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but you, yeah, and and a lot of kids answer like what we're talking about, right? Athlete. Chef, paleontologist, Ooh. you know, teacher, nurse, doctor, you know, astronaut, the, astronaut, get that one in while you can, kids, policeman, fireman, you know, those sorts of things, right? Mm-hmm. 
You know, this is the typical answers, right? And then there's the kids that get the outlandish answers. Yeah, like what? Potato. I want to be a potato when I grow up. <laughs> right? Or a mailbox. Wow. Yeah. Well. Or, but I like, the, you know, the kid who kept it in at least an animate object. He wanted to be a dog when he grew up. I wanted to be a dog when I grew up, too. <laughs> so then, and then you have, like, the kids who think really small. Right? Uh-huh. Like, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the kid goes, I want to be a customer in a store buying vegetables for soup. Perfect. Right? I bet you can do that. At least once. At least once, right? Or the kid who says he wants to be eight instead of seven. Wow. (laughs) Right? Yes. Right? Like, that's really small. That's 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 really small. Short-term planning is what that is. And then there are big dreamers, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's the kid who wants to be a superhero or a ninja. Uh Uh-huh. You know, with enough science and engineering, maybe you could start hanging out in labs where they do radioactive (laughs) studies. You know. Right? Or one kid who said he just wanted to rule the world. He's Dr. Horrible. You have Dr. Horrible in your preschool. Yeah. Right? But the one I love best that's a big dreaming, right, is to breed dragons. And it's an important, you know. That's cool. Right? So the kid knows about Harry Potter then. <laughs> Either Harry Potter or Game of Thrones. I don't know. One of those. Oh, one Game of, of Thrones. Wow. Four-year-old who knows about Game of Thrones. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how he wants it. So when we, I was, you know, I got thinking about how when we ask kids these questions, we accept, we, we expect an answer that seems possible and laugh when a child names an impossible future. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that sometimes the impossible future isn't a laughing matter. It's reality, right? It's going to come, right? Yeah. And that's where Sarah is, right? And a lot of scholarship, you know, not maybe progressive recent scholarship has had a lot of lot to say about the unfaithfulness of Sarah, right? Uh-huh. Because she laughs. She, how dare, dare she? she how dare she have a sense of humor? humor. <laughs> well, or how dare she like not cons- you know, not hold the faith until she's a hundred years old that she's Don't have you a know baby. that if God has a covenant with you, you're never allowed to smile. <laughs> and actually you're never allowed to argue with God. Certainly Abraham never did that. Nope. Mm-hmm. Hint hint, he, he did, did it a lot. lot. Right? Well as did Moses. Right, and, and because they're in the middle of this, you know, you're in the middle of the experience of this, right? Yeah. And and so I think about um, the reality that the future, the impossible future, that, that one that everyone says is impossible, is never going to happen, turns out to be possible, right? Mm-hmm. Like, somebody has to be an astronaut, right? Even if the likelihood that you will be the astronaut is really small, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you can't, you know. It's possible for someone. It's possible for someone, Right. And here we have Abraham and Sarah in the middle of their story. They have been journeying long and hard together and with God, trying to, to, to live into this future that has been cast for them. And in this vision, and there's ups and downs and promises made and things yet unfulfilled, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when we get to this part of the story, they've come to a place where the future they had pictured hasn't come to pass. And they have come to a place of maybe if not peace, contentment they've made other plans yeah like we do this all the time right they've caught they've caught a glimpse of the future different from what they had planned and it's different from the the dream that they had mm-hmm. and it's not awful but different right yeah. and we, we we've all been those places right you know abraham has continued to tend the flocks and sarah's been making sure the camp runs well uh, you know getting baking instructions from Abraham occasionally. Um, life has gone on. And then these three men enter back in. The Lord enters. Just again. kidding. Just kidding, right? 
And, um, you know, where is she? When we pass by again, there's going to be a baby. Yeah. And, and the answer when you're 100 years old that there's going to be a baby is laughter. Yeah. Like, that's appropriate. What are you going to do? Punch him in the face? No, I'm not. <laughs> right? No. 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 It's I mean, laugh I or know. cry, right, Chris? Who knows? It's laugh or cry. And who knows if she was laughing with delight or if she was laughing sarcastically. Or It feels to me as, as we sort of eavesdrop in her head, uh-huh. the text does. And it says, um, she says, uh, after I've grown old and my husband is old, shall I have pleasure? Right. Like, what tosh? What, what on earth are you talking, talking about? about? Right? Yeah. It, it's almost as if somebody said to her, you're going to be a tree next year. I mean, it's you're that. going to be a potato. Right? You're going to be a potato. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's how ridiculous it sounds. And there's this back and forth where, you know, she's confronted about laughing. She says, I didn't laugh. And, and the, and the, <laughs> no, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I you, didn't. I didn't laugh. You laughed. Right. <laughs> Just talking about. And the guy goes, no, you did it. Yeah. Um, and then it comes to pass, right? Yeah. But I got thinking about how this, they had been given this huge dream, right? And that over time, it had just become small, oh. right? Like become the little dream that they could pack in the package and put, it, put, it, put away as they traveled across the desert. And the Lord comes and says, no, no, the dream is still big. And I got thinking about our own lives. Um, personal, you know, our own personal lives. And it's not to say that, like, every dream we had as a kid, we should hold on to tightly and never let go and always pursue. And, you know, even when it looks ridiculous and, you know, but I am saying that sometimes we, when we give up the big dream, we we trade it in for a small dream. Mm -hmm. And then we carry that small dream around and then wonder why God, why we don't do the big thing, right? Mm -hmm. Why, or why we're not in the midst of what those big things that God's doing. Or we can't see the big things that God's doing because it doesn't fit in our little box, you know, our yeah. little dream box, right? Where is God? What are the dreams that God has put before us, right? We expand that out to, you know, what are the dreams that have been put before us as a community? Mm-hmm. So, you know, at my church, uh, we're about to celebrate our 60th anniversary. You guys are about to celebrate your 150th. Sesquicentennial. Sesquicentennial. We've been practicing. Sesquicentennial. Right. What what is the dream right yeah. that we are that we are placed in this place for, mm-hmm. um, and then you know I said and and you know what there's a big dream that God has given us, given all of humanity, and that is the dream of the kingdom of God right, and that's a huge dream. That's a huge dream that that's will not fit in your dream box. That will not fit into your little dream box if you if and if you and when we lose hope that that dream can actually happen, that's when we. <laughs> we falter. That's when we, we begin to make mistakes and that's when we begin to choose us over we God. We fall into apathy. And we apathy. say, well, that's never going to happen. I can't make that happen. So right. I'm going to watch some Netflix. Right, right. And you know, like that, that God is sending us messengers, that God is appearing in places and saying, hey, pay attention. The kingdom of God is possible. Let's, let's figure out how you're a part of that. And, um, and you know, I so said, that's a big audacious dream. And that's, big, that's, that's bigger than the dream Abraham and Sarah were given. Mm-hmm. And that's the dream we've been given. So, um, and just kind of left people thinking about that um, and telling them, I'm going to come back to this. Yeah. Surprise them. There'll be a pop quiz. And you know, it's a great, it's a great sermon the week before annual conference. Yeah. Annual conference for the non-metha nerds in the house is uh, an annual conference of, it's a geographical area where we all gather together once a year and we check in and we hold each other accountable and we celebrate the ministry we're doing together and we 
Um, we acknowledge the people who are retiring, the people who have passed away, the people who are getting ordained. We do the work that we do together as a conference. The plan for the future. And it's, yeah, and a lot of it is who are we being called to become mm-hmm. and how do we do that yeah. as 380 churches with 380 different agendas in 380 different contexts? We might have 450 we... different agendas. Yeah, I mean... There might be more than one per church. I don't know. I don't know about your pews, but I have lots of ideas in mine. Um, but how do we how do we all work together to mm-hmm. because we can do more together than we can do alone? Yeah. And so, what is the dream? Like, what is the dream for me individually? What is the dream for my community? What is the dream for my region? And what is the dream for the church? Yeah. So it's all it's all, it's a all lot tied of, up together. A lot of dreaming. Yeah. Yeah. So. And a um, creative vision board. <laughs> On Pinterest? On Pinterest. No. Anyway, so, um, but yeah, I just, uh, that, th- th- it was interesting this week when I went to pick the scripture I wanted to preach. I was like so apathetic until I um, opened one of my resources and there was a quote from Frederick Buchner um, and I'm going to, I'm going to mangle the quote, but okay. basically uh, they suddenly realized that their, their, that their dreams were entirely too small. Ooh. Beekner's great. And I was just like, that's it. That's the that's the quote for the cover of the bulletin and that's that's where I'm going with this. That was great. That's great. So anyway. Well cool. Well thank you, Susan, and thanks for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep In Podcast. If you are interested in talking to us about what you've heard, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we are at SundayMorningSleepin at gmail.com. You can find us on SundayMorningSleepin.com and there's a way to message us through that website. You can find us on Facebook. The scripture for the podcast is from Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 through 15. And the music that you're hearing right now is Take Me Higher by Jazzer. Yeah, and so the benediction, um, the, the blessing, the going forth, is, is, is something like this. You know, you may fall down, but God will pick you up. You may fail, but God will succeed. But you just might move mountains. So you might as well try. And um, you might be building castles in the sky, and God will build the foundation. So go forth and be in the midst. Amen. Amen. Amen.